Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Rendo Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Matt Chat. Big steve edition. I got my big evil beanie on, man, because big evil's back. I don't think I don't, I don't I don't think so. I don't think that's really the case. Very excited about Big. Did you not see my video that I posted today? It totally is Big Evil. Like I I watched a couple of Big Evil promos uh, on the network, and like there are so many parallels there. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if he comes out to his like uh, Big Evil theme gonna, song. Is he gonna be rolling into that boneyard on a chopper, uh, <laughs> blasting some Limp Biscuit from his uh, tiny motorcycle speakers? He didn't do Limp Biscuit when he was Big Evil. Oh, what was it? It was like a like sort of a plotting. Uh, you'd know it if you heard it, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, Limp Bizkit anymore. Uh, well, anyways, no, actually, I just didn't feel like doing my hair today, so I put I put it in a beanie. I didn't feel like putting you. stuff in my hair. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, uh, this is Matt Chat. What do we do here on Matt Chat, Steve? Oh, man, we hit up our twenty dollars patrons, and we're like, "Hey, give us your money, and we'll answer your deep seated questions." So that's what we're gonna do, man. Uh, you can check that out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a bunch of reward tiers over there, including bonus content. <laughs> bonus content, indeed. <laughs> yeah, boneyard Lots content. Doing, we'll be doing the, some bonus content after done with this, and then uh, also tomorrow after this airs. That's right, absolutely. We do bonus content every single uh, weekday. Yeah, man, it's great. Lots of been, yeah, like not today, but tomorrow I'm placing more GTA. It's going to be great. <sighs> Anyways, let's get started. First question we got today is from Jacksonville. Number one. Guion Halili. See what he has to say. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one 30-year-old Matt Chatter, Guion Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. Uh, friendos, I hope you're all staying safe and practicing social distancing and all that. And uh, stay sane, everybody. We will make it through this. Um, so my question for this week, with the reports or rumors, depending on what you believe, that Brock Lesnar yelled at Vince and got in his face and got in his butt and said, you're terrible for making people work. Uh, what's it really going to take for Vince to realize he is putting people at jeopardy and at risk, uh, or he has been for a while uh, during this whole COVID-19 thing? Uh, yeah, just have a discussion. Uh, I can't think of anything wrestling related except for that. But yeah, uh, stay safe, friendos. Peace. Later. Thank you, Gion Halili. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, what's it going to take for Vince to... What's the only thing, you know, even your answer, which is a sensible one, isn't the correct one. The only thing that moves Vince is 
money. As soon if 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 something weird if something happens if like uh, if one of these wrestlers ends up getting coronavirus and they're all mixing it up with this guy in these performance center shows and then like just the entire roster ends up getting it. I don't know, man. I, you would think that somehow, some way, or if WrestleMania is just a complete disaster, the stock price is going to plummet even more. We're going to be looking at mid twenty dollar figures. And, uh, and I think at that point, Vince McMahon might be thinking, this, this might have been a bad idea. It's, oh, no, well, it's it all is about ha- the money. It's about the money. Have, having Mania this year is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. He doesn't know it, though. It. He doesn't know it. No, he doesn't know it, but it is a bad idea. Having Mania this year is a terrible idea. They should have postponed. Uh, anyways, uh, I kind of feel like at first I was going to put someone uh, like the roster getting sick from from this covid business and I, even then i don't think that's enough i nope. think it has to affect vince personally on a very personal level i.e he has to get seriously ill essentially um ha- and that would pr- that would have to happen in the process of putting on this wrestlemania show i think if he firsthand maybe realize the risk he was putting himself and his talents uh, uh in by having mania in this environment then maybe he'd be like Oh, maybe I could re- I should reconsider some of these things that I've ha- I've been so dead set on. Yeah, the money is the hit him in the in the pocketbook is probably the primary way. But uh, I, I think if if it's a situation where a, a guy who doesn't believe in illness uh, gets seriously ill, hospitalized, uh, then maybe uh, he would be forced uh, during his hospitalization to uh, reconsider some aspects uh, of his life you know, uh, be potentially uh, self-reflective. I know this is Vince we're talking about, so that's a stretch. That's 2% botched territory. I understand that. But uh, even him getting hit in the pocketbook, stock price plummets, he would probably frame it as in, oh, we didn't do enough to salvage WrestleMania as opposed to we should have just not had it. It's going to take someone getting like really, 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 really sick for him maybe. And it's not even his, I doubt it could be his own realization. It's going to be someone coming up to him and it's like, Dad, dad, dad. Somebody going up to him and says, uh, uh, essentially, we warned you of this. Uh, now, not only is, is half the roster sick, you're sick uh, because we didn't act fast enough. Maybe we're opening ourselves up to some liability issues. Who knows? Uh, we should. We, we, we told you we should have canceled this. If he's and- drowning in his own mucus on his deathbed and, this, and the stock price in WrestleMania is a hit and the stock price rebounds even to 40 bucks. It's a success for him. Just getting sick has nothing to do with it. It's all about the money. If WrestleMania is a massive disaster uh, and everybody's fine and clean and healthy, uh, then that's the only thing that's going to... Then he'll reconsider, like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have done this. If WrestleMania is a disaster, that's going to be the case. If the stock price plummets, that'll make him reconsider. Anything else... He could be literally moments away from dying. And if WrestleMania is a hit to him, it'll be all worth it. He's crazy. Yeah, he's a little out there. But you like to think there'd be uh, some semblance of humanity in, in, within that, 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 that body of his. I think there is, just not when it comes to the business. When it comes to the business, I think it, that's what, that, and I'm just, you know, it, I've sort of felt that way. But then Luke Harper, I'm sorry, uh, Brody Lee's interview with Chris Jericho kind of solidified that for me. He said, you know, you can talk to him on the phone for like hours and it's and it's like talking to he said this. It's like talking to a human being because yeah, no, Brody recall. Lee knows that he's not really like a normal human being. 
And so I think that there is that element of Vince for sure, but I just think it's completely compartmentalized away from uh, the business aspect of things. Well, here's another thing. If, if it's a situation where Vince did get seriously sick, that would adversely affect the stock price as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because but... so many people associate WWE with Vince, and the health of Vince is associated so t- uh, closely with the health of WWE that if Vince were hospitalized, that stock price. In in which case, that you're 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 right. Then both of our both of our answers yes. would dovetail. Yes. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, the Raptor. The Raptor is next. Take it away, the Raptor. Greetings, Stephen Austin Raptor here with a Matt Chat question, and my question is this. It's WrestleMania weekend, so it's like, what do you think it's going to be, man, a men? Because it's like, these cinematic matches could be really cool or really 90s Thunder Bay bad. How do you think it's going to play out over the weekend? Because the Raptor is very confused. Stay safe out there, people. Raptor out. Thank, Thank you, you, the Raptor. Raptor. Uh, how's Mindy going to play out this year? I have no idea. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to be, really be strange. I think uh, they could prime us as best they can in these empty arena Raw and SmackDown shows, but it's different. It's WrestleMania. We're used to the huge venues, the spectacle, the pyro, yeah. all that. Uh Hope as I may, they'll do something creative with it. They'll take some chances. They'll take a more cinematic approach. Uh, at the end of the day, history has kind of told me, granted, there's no precedent for this particular type of WrestleMania, but history has told me when WWE uh, endeavors to do stuff in a more cinematic style, they don't really deviate too far from how they usually do things in that they use the same cameras. They use the same lighting techniques. Uh, uh, so even if they go outside of the arena, by and large, the stuff they shoot outside the arena looks the exact same as the stuff they shoot inside the arena. They don't use different equipment. They don't use different cameras. Hey, how cool would it have been if they shot those promos on Raw the way they shot the Drew McIntyre thing? It would have been awesome. All you do is switch out the... That's all you do is literally just switch out the camera? You switch out the camera. Yeah. You maybe make the lighting a little more dramatic. That's mm-hmm. it. It's not... It's, the thing is, 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 to do that, it's not that difficult. Because you have thing- to have access to the equipment. And we know they have that stuff because we've seen stuff that shot... Uh, the behind-the-scenes documentary shot yeah. like that. We've seen ep- stuff on, on episodes of NXT UK and NXT shot like that. When you the see stuff is there. Here's the thing: you don't even, dude, you don't even have to you you don't have to light anything any different. When you because you said exactly right. When you see those documentaries and you get footage from those cameras that happen to be uh, like sort of position kind of where the crowd is mm-hmm. and you see how they work, it looks be, it's lit the exact same. Yeah, but yeah. it looks like a movie. Yeah, and that's that's all I got to do. That's all they got to do. My fear is that Vince is so well. Here's two things. I think it's a uh, Kevin. Dun- I think it's a Kevin Dunn. It's a thing. Kevin Dunn yeah. thing, and I know Vince is very. Vince is setting his way. It's a Kevin Dunn thing, and they might have the idea of well to shoot things that way. It's going to take longer, uh, potentially, than just to shoot things the way we've normally done them. So we'll just shoot things the way we've normally done them. Yeah, and, and that, so I mean, it's gonna- if that's true, if if that's true, like, and just speaking about Raw specifically. If that's true, that's the case. Like WrestleMania, and I mean, WrestleMania as well. Yeah, WrestleMania as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're in a really tight, tight yeah, they schedule. Are. So it's it, they'd probably be more inclined to go with what they know as opposed to, you know, set aside the Firefly Funhouse match and maybe the Boneyard match, maybe since those are out, off on different locations, maybe they'd be more willing to take more chances. Since in theory, they may have more time to shoot them. Who knows? Um, but uh, I would think by and large, uh, their attitude is, well, let's get through this. Um, let's put on a WrestleMania, and we'll see what's on the other side when we're on the other side. 
if uh, if those two matches, if let's say they do film those uh, with like different cameras and they, they look they actually look like sort of movie ish. Uh, if those get a lot like a ton of buzz, if those stand out as man, these are the matches, then I would hope that they would consider using that sort of look more often. I would hope so. Between that and how they've been shooting the promos and these empty arena shows, you'd think there'd be some uh, uh, area to grow, some uh, some something to glean from the experience, especially since they've been so well received. And the day those Vince, yeah, he's very set in his ways, yeah. So you really can't put much hope in that. Nope, I agree. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Next up, we've got a question from Matt Field. Let's see, he's got another WrestleMania question. Let's see what he's got to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. It's the British barman, Matt Field here, back with another Matt Chat question. Um, a question for today is, with Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar facing off at WrestleMania, um, Drew McIntyre most likely is going, to be able, is going to be winning the WWE Championship. Do you feel the fact it's not in front of 80,000 fans will lessen that impact? And if so... Do you think he'll ever get a second chance at his WrestleMania moment to get that sort of fanfare? Because um, I feel it's it was it's a lot more important um, when you have that sort of title victory. Just let me know your thoughts. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matt Field. Thank you, Matt Field. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, yeah, there's no way around it. Yeah, it's gonna feel less special for sure. Um. Although, I will say this. If Drew wins, yes, unfortunately, there will be... Looks like there's a zero. No, never mind. If Drew wins, obviously, without any fans there, yeah, it's going to feel a little bit like a fart. I mean, we can blow up Twitter and be like, hopefully it's a really cool match, and hopefully it's filmed really cool. And it'll be... Yeah, it'll be underwhelming. The next show that they put on where you'll have a full arena 
maybe it'll be in I mean, best best case scenario and I don't even think this is the case May but maybe even as late as July right mm-hmm. the next time that you know the the CDC guidelines state whatever allows people that number of people to be in one place uh the atmosphere is going to be so huge and so euphoric and so celebratory that that might actually kind of make up for him, you know, when he comes out, when he shows up, because he'll probably be the first thing that comes out. Mm-hmm. If it's not mm-hmm. Vince or something like that, it'll probably be Drew. He's the top champ. He would be the top champion on the top show. Yeah. So he shows up. That crowd pop is going to be so massive because they will want to reward what he had, they're going to want to give him what he didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all going to want that. Yeah. And so I think there will be an element of, hey, let's make it up to him from the fans perspective and maybe even from the WWE's perspective that we'll get, you know, as sort of this. We're finally here. We've all gotten through this together. It'll be a big celebratory moment. And that honeymoon might last a little while. Um, but in the moment at WrestleMania, him winning the title and nobody around to celebrate with him or maybe the gamekeeper will be there. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it's going to be a bit on the underwhelming side. And, and that is kind of sad for Drew McIntyre, who just seems like an all-around amazing person. So many uh, men and women who've been working so hard over the course of the year to reach this moment, to get their mania moment, sadly won't be able to get it. Same with uh, Shayna. Same with Shayna, too. Yeah, same with Shayna. Um, at an Edge, there's there's so many people who've, who've really worked hard uh, to get that moment at WrestleMania this year, and it's not going to happen, and that's a bummer for them. Um, uh, yeah, everything you said is correct. Hopefully... I don't know what exactly. There's something WB can do at the Performance Center, which does make it feel special. Like I don't, you know, that meme video of that bar where everybody's watching something and then they celebrate. Toss footage of Drew on there <laughs> on that screen. We know it's not happening in real time. That yeah. violates every social distancing uh, 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 order there is. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, fool us. Try to fool us. Do something. You know, it, they don't even have to necessarily. If if they do something, and I have no idea what it would be. I sure as heck don't think it's like having him, the, the screen with all the people around it thing. No, no. Like on their webcams. But some sort of video package that they could play maybe on the next Raw or something. Yeah, yeah. people celebrate. Because that's one thing Drew did, did say. It's like, hey... If you got videos of if you selling, celebrating WrestleMania, uh, put them on social media. If, if WB could collect that stuff, put a package together of him winning interspersed with that stuff, that could go a long way. I think it could. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. But, yeah, look, for everybody who's who's busting their ass, uh, you know, like, the Street Profits. Man, like six months ago, they were doing these stupid segments on Raw. Not even six months three ago. Three months ago, they were, they were doing these silly segments on Raw. And, uh, and you know, this is their first big WrestleMania moment. Freaking Montez Ford just <laughs> just destroyed his back yeah. uh, on the go home episode of Raw. You know, it, it Angelo Dawkins has been had been in developmental for like seven years. Mm-hmm. This is a huge moment for them. They deserve more than, you know, just a tumbleweed flowing by. So mm-hmm. everybody on the show. But, yeah, a guy like Drew, it's a top guy, top champion, all that stuff. Yeah, it's 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 not great. Next, got a question from Joshua Martinez. Take it away, Joshua. Hey, friendos. Joshua Martinez back this week with a match chat question. So with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, after Mania, do you think it's a smart move 
for wrestling companies to just straight up cancel their uh, events going forward because it's kind of puts a risk of, you know, putting on these shows still and then you don't know where all the athletes or crew has have been. I mean, you know, Joey Janela did was part of that GCW show, which was like somewhere unknown. And I mean, who knows if somehow he got it there and then spread it when he went to Dynamite. But um, yeah, just wondering your thoughts on this. You know, after Mania is over, do you think wrestling companies should just put a stop to shows until do we get the all clear? Be interested to know what you guys think. Thanks, Rendos. Thank you, Joshua Martinez. Thank you, Joshua. So I enjoy me the pro wrestling. I kind of need it for my livelihood. That being said, um, if really if we really want to flatten this curve, we just all got to stay home. We just all got to stay home. Um, yeah, it's an important part of flattening the curve. Yeah, and so and that means just across the board, we all just gotta stay home. Uh, and if that means no wrestling shows for a couple months, hit the pause button on pro wrestling after Mania and, until this whole thing clears up, and then we can get back to, or at least, isn't it is the threat that it is now? Uh, I mean, and then we can get back to some semblance of of, of normalcy. Uh, that would be my, that, I think that would be the better way to go. Um, that would just be my own inclination. I kind of agree. I, I generally agree with that. Uh, I mean, look, if if they are able to do something within the CDC guidelines, if they're able to do something within the orders that the states put out um, or the counties or the cities or whatever, if they're able to do something within those confines and they can ensure they have very, very, if they have like very, very strict testing. If once the Miz shows up at the front door and he's got the sniffles, you know, what they do with Alabama's daycare. She shows up and they get, they give her the temperature thing. And granted that sometimes isn't, that's not totally effective, but that's a good, you know, initial step to take. That's, that's a step. But then when there's so many cases that are asymptomatic, it's, you know, I know, uh, I understand that. I understand that, but it is a step that they could take. Um, and monitor the situation if nobody is, if, if, if they're able to be relatively safe about it with the understanding that as soon as one person tests for it, you shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Now that alone might preclude them from, from risking it because if you're in the middle of doing stuff and one person tests for it and you have to shut everything down, then you have to scramble for what you're, you know, or you, ha- you need to have like a solid plan B in place. Yeah. So, you know, I think that if they can find a way to do something in the meantime, they have got all sorts of, I don't know. You're probably right. I mean, you probably just want to shut the whole thing down. Here is an alternative, however, given the the, the lack of, of widespread testing right now here in the States. If that is ever rectified and, and, and you know, we can be testing on a scale of the magnitude that's necessary to proceed with some semblance of normal life while making sure people don't have uh, this particular virus. If the test comes That's out entirely, and it's especially if it's one of those tests where they've been uh, working on lately, where results come back in relatively short. If it's order. the fifteen-minute test that they've been working yeah, on, you do that at the door. Do that at the door. Go go into a waiting room for twenty minutes, and then see yep. see where you are. If uh, they can institute those kinds of measures to not just you know uh, have a, a, a moderate degree of certainty that no one is infected, to have an absolute degree that no one is infected, then by all means, carry on. Yeah, um, but short of that, I I feel like it's it's better for the safety of the talent, better for the safety of the staff, better for the safety of everybody involved to just more or less shutter things until uh, until this all works out. Yeah, 
but don't don't try to find creative solutions that are within the bounds of being safe. Next, got a question from Christopher Rampasad. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is after the coronavirus, do you think um, when fans are allowed to come back to the arenas, do you think WWE will freshen up the storylines, give it more depth, you know, change up the roster and stuff, or give it a fresh new feel or a soft reboot to it? What do you guys think? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, so I kind of get the feeling, man, that there does need to be uh some turnover some turnover from NXT especially I think they got they got to send the undisputed air somewhere I think they I mean I think I don't know man I think it's the kind of thing where I don't know I still feel like the Smackdown roster is lacking I think with NXT it's more a matter of their creative has been bland mm-hmm. um They've introduced some new faces. They've introduced Damian Priest in a bigger role. They've introduced mm-hmm. some of the women's division in in a more prominent role. I do think that there there needs to be some call ups from NXT. Um, I don't know about the undisputed era. I think you can still tell some stories there. You just need to freshen up your creative in NXT. Yeah. But I mean, by and large, I still think that Raw's roster is too stacked, and SmackDown's roster is lacking. I think guys like Ricochet should absolutely be sent to SmackDown um, because they're doing absolutely nothing with him over there on Raw. Uh, so yeah, I think there does need to be a shakeup, and I think more than anything, I think you need to start sending some more people over to SmackDown because it's really lacking right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest uh, obvious deficiency. Yeah, um, I think any sort of shakeup or, or freshening up they're going to do isn't going to be necessarily right after Mania. It's going to be when they start doing live events again. It's yeah, yeah. That's going to be the big reset because yeah, that's when they want maximum attention on the product. I think is when they get back on the road, they start doing the arena shows again. Uh, whether that be in the lead up to SummerSlam or after that, uh, that's when you'll see some trades. I don't know about a, a new draft. We'll see some roster shakeups, people moving brands. That's probably when it's going to happen more likely as opposed to right after Mania this year. I think the the fact that there's no takeover this year, they're kind of just spacing out over, over several weeks, um, is going to is this one thing that's going to put it's going to hinder a lot of plans they may have had in terms of any sort of roster shakeup. Yep. Next up, we've got a question from Ao Worm. Let's see what he has to say. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Ao Worm here, back with another Matt Chat question. All right, Steve Larson. So after watching the Vice documentary on Chris Benoit, um, I remember his son saying that he wanted to train to be a wrestler. I don't know if he's doing it right now, but I remember that being a topic of conversation. So I don't know if we covered this before, but if we have, refresher. Do you think that Dave Benoit will be able to use his name or the wrestling name he wants to use of Chris Benoit Jr. in any wrestling company, preferably the WWE, New Japan, or maybe AEW, something like that? Do you think that people will accept him to be able to get over if he wants to become a wrestler like his father? All right, guys. That's my question. Welcome to be back. You guys take it easy. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Too good, me brother. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Um, I would be absolutely shocked given uh, what David Benoit had to say in Dark Side of the Ring if WWE uh, ever really approached him in any sort of role, a wrestling role. Um, the fact that they didn't reach out to the family after that happened. How old is he now? I don't know. Probably, I would say um, early 30s. Let me see here. The the extent with which they've wiped his father's uh, time with the company off their history books, more or less. Um, 
you know, for, for him, I don't think it would probably happen in WWE. That being said, uh, I think as David Benoit, there's a chance he could, he could, he could, uh, sign someplace of a decent size. Uh, wrestling as Chris Benoit Jr. is going to be hard, a harder, uh, harder thing to accomplish. Um, but I think as David Benoit, there's potential there for him to, to sign up. Should he, you know, uh, show the, the capacity to wrestle at a high level, um, I think there's a chance that he could sign somewhere um, with his last name. Going under Chris Benoit Jr., that might be a little tougher, though. So Chris Benoit was 18 when he made his debut. David Benoit is now 26. All right. Um, I don't know how much pro wrestling training he has. He obviously hasn't. Uh, I mean, it's not something that he's been training for since he was 15, obviously. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. I just I don't he he doesn't have the look like he's very thin. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have the look now. If he busted his ass over the next five years, and by the time he was thirty, he became like this super like phenom freaking pro wrestler. Then I think everybody would have to at least think about it. I think on the independence, he'd be told by Chris Benoit Jr. is a no go. That's I I honestly don't see that happening. And I'll be honest, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I under I totally get that he wants to pay homage to the dad he knew. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. I think it's a, it's a very honorable thing to want to do that. Realistically speaking, I don't see it. I just don't. Now, forging his own path as David Benoit, um, I think is a totally possible thing to do. Yep. Yep. Um, within the confines of the WWE, like you said, I don't know. But then in five years, if Vince is out of the picture, I think that changes a lot of stuff. Um, and five years is a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's it's possible. I think doing it and paying homage to his dad, wearing the same gear, being Chris Benoit Jr., I don't see it. I, I don't see yeah. it anywhere at all. Um, wrestling as David Benoit, I think that he's got, I think there's probably a lot of doors that would be open to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sympathetic to him. And a lot of people willing to give him a chance mm-hmm. at a certain point, if he really just excels and he's one of those guys who proves to be a top five player on the independent scene. Mm-hmm. I think that once Vince is probably out of the picture, then it's possible within the WWE. Um, but that that's sort of, yeah, I, I don't think the Chris Benoit Jr. thing would work at all. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really surprised if it did. Next, got a question from Philly Flexer. Hey guys, your boy Philly Flexer here. Match chat question this week. Um, say WWE does a halt production or whatnot for a little bit after the Raw of the Mania, and we really don't get too much new wrestling going on. I would like to present the question to y'all. What would you like certain wrestlers to do in that downtime to help us, you know, stay entertained? Would you like to see more people do uh, more podcasts with each other? Uh, more cross-branded video game and streaming with each other or whatnot. I don't know. You might get to hear some amazing stories or hear wrestlers chat about stuff other than just wrestling so we can hear them just be human and get to know them better. I don't know. What would you like to, guys, uh, what would you like to see everybody do or whatnot if that all shut down? Too good, me, brother. Thank you, Philly Flexer. Thank you, Philly Flexer. All right, man. Here's the thing. Uh, your answer is no, no way, man. We don't need more competition. All right. 
Well, okay, carry on. I'll tell you why my answer is my answer. I know why it is because your favorite podcast right now is a wrestlers is a wrestlers is a podcast. Yeah, the new day one's great. Mixer streams. It's the new thing, man. Mixer streams. You get on there. All those wrestlers love playing the video games. They're all playing the Animal Crossing, the Doom Eternal, uh, the uh, 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 Half-Life Alex VR phenomenon. They're all doing that. So I think they should all just take the... Uh, uh, what's uh, Asuka has a terrific YouTube channel. Explore your hobbies via YouTube and Mixer streams. And stay away from the podcast scene. We got enough competition, Larson. Why are you trying to shoot us in the foot, man? I'm not. I'm trying to enhance potentially the stuff we can cover because if if someone uh, conjures up an interesting podcast and has some good guests on, there could be some meaty stuff to talk about. We get content out of Talk is Jericho episodes, some other stuff. When a good podcast hits, we could talk about it. We just too. We just talked about AJ Styles' Mixer Stream. Mixer Streams are going to be the new shoot interviews, man. Telling you. Whatever it is. If it gives us stuff to talk about, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. Uh, Next, got a question from Rich. Friendos, Rich the Smash Bro here with Chase. Dab. He he likes to dab. (laughs) Anyway, looking at the recap last night, there's not many questions that can be asked right now with everything that's going on. So I'll just throw away what if at you. Let's say what if last week before the tapings occurred for WrestleMania, you got contacted by either Paul or Vince and they offered you guys your own commentary booth at the PC for WrestleMania to do your own tapings, broadcast it, promote your guys' stuff however you wanted. Even with everything going on, would you guys still have done it? Yes, or why or why not? But again... Let me know. Questions are lame because of all this shutdown stuff. But as always, going in raw. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Oh, I go first. No, no, not worth it. Not worth it. What, why, why wouldn't it be worth it? I think it'd be, it'd be silly not to consider it. So what would be the situation here? It'd be like the situation like it is now. Social distancing, virus, all that. Uh, <laughs> Heyman calls us up and says, hey, uh, none of our commentators want to do uh, uh, the show for us. Would you do it? Oh, like, no. okay, no. If, okay, country. no. Sorry, I misunderstood. I didn't actually watch the video. You just wrote down the question here. Yeah. Uh, if it was a situation where everybody's like, no, I don't want to do it because it might get sick. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. When no, things I'm, go back that, to normal, that, would you ever would consider doing flying a... Flying cross country. Oh. Not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, just having to stay in a hotel. Not going to do that. No, I'm I'm writing this whole thing out from one place, and that's home. Okay, fair enough. Um, but if a situation where everything was back to normal, we got a call from Paul Heyman. Hey, would you guys want to be on the kickoff show or something? Yeah, I'd do that once. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we're on the same page then. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to fly. I'm not doing commentary. No, no, not right now, no. <laughs> Nobody no. else wants to do it. Do you guys? No. no, no we're good. there's teleportation technology that allowed me to teleport there right before the show starts and teleport back home. Right when the show ends, and again the second t- second day, that's the only way I would remotely consider it. Can we do it? You just said the word. Can we do it remotely? Well, Can we, we do, do it, it via Zoom? And then that would be something else. I'd do it via Zoom, man. Yeah, as long as I'll be there in person. All right, that's good. Next up, B Man All Day Real Superstar Patrick We've Sparks, got Austin Theory. Austin Theory here on the show. He's a regular Matt Chatter. Take it away, Austin Theory. Hey, friendos, Pat here. All right, so this week on Raw, we saw 
Austin Theory, aka me with a shittier hairline, uh, not catch Montez Ford at all on a plancha over the top rope. Therefore, he needed help. A lot of other moves you need help with, obviously, to pull off choke slam, Spanish fly, all that good stuff. But what moves do you think would be easiest to pull off even if your opponent sandbagged you? Obviously, not punches, kicks, knees, whatever. But what do you think would be easiest to pull off if your opponent sandbagged you? Unlike Austin Theory, who didn't catch Montez Ford. Thanks. Thank you, B-Man, all, all day. Real superstar, Patrick Sparks, Austin Theory. <laughs> he totally looks like Austin Theory. All right. Uh, so you've got some you've got some some good answers there that you wrote before I had a chance to get to it. Uh, but I'm going to say, I, so I had to go a little bit further. Uh, number one, the release German suplex. Cause all I mean, you normally do, the person, normally the person who takes it does jump, but I guess it's not necessarily necessary. Yeah, it's not necessary. Like I, I think I could give you a good release German and you don't do anything. Uh, I mean, I would suggest tuck your neck at the very least. Well, yeah, that's just for my own safety. Yeah, yeah exactly. But you I could, I could deadlift that. Uh, and then. I could probably, I think also the one-winged angel, we've seen that with Kenny Omega. All you got to do is lift the guy up on your shoulders yeah, and then you just do a squat. Yeah. flip him over. They, they don't really even do much at all in the first place. We yeah. see we saw him do that with Evil when Evil was knocked out. Yeah. That was one of the roughest spots I've ever seen, man. Yeah, that, was that was so nasty. bad. That was nasty. Uh, I got here a body slam. I don't think the person receiving the body slam really has to do anything. They might, you know, it might be a scenario we got to kind of give them a little, a little hop to help get them up. But I, by and large, I don't think I think the a body slam be pretty straightforward. Okay. That's not a move where you normally see uh, it blush because someone's not helping out. You know what I mean? Where are the people's hands when they're doing when they're getting the body slam? Are they like on usually the hip? Up, it's trying usually to... up like this because you, you you scoop them. You're, no, the, the guy shoulder. giving it, you're you're scooping them. But yeah. then the guy taking it, is he like? Bracing himself on your hips. Usually, it's just kind of wrapped around the person giving it. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another one, a DDT. Well, yeah. Um, meaning, you can just drive someone's head into the mat. That seems pretty straightforward. RKO. It'll look sloppy because the other person is not planking free on the way down, mm-hmm. but with enough force, uh, you can get them down. Yeah. Sure. And lastly, a spear. It's essentially a tackle. It's like a, a, a football tackle with really good form. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the easiest thing to do on uh, on someone who's trying not to help you out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Fear. Dwayne Huff has a uh, text question. Text question. He says this. Depending on how much content WWE got before the shutdown, and since uh, the president extended the social distancing guidelines till the 30th of April, what happened to the rest of the pay-per-view calendar? Uh, Cancel it. I think they should just say, we're not going to have, we're not going to confirm any pay-per-views between now and SummerSlam. Um, don't cancel SummerSlam. Kind of make that the goal to get to. I know it's August. It's a ways. Uh, still five months off. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you should announce or plan for anything between now and then. Now, should the schedule open up, shall, should things uh, return to some semblance of normalcy between now and SummerSlam, then you can book another show, um, like with a month notice, uh, assuming there's enough time between that show and SummerSlam to continue your storylines on. Uh, make that money in the bank. Make that a fun thing. Uh, otherwise... To say everything that's on the books between now and August, it's off the books. It's canceled uh, until further notice. I think that's the safest way to go. You know what they should do is, I agree with you. I think that SummerSlam should be the goal. Um, I think they'd probably be able to do a June pay-per-view, given the way things are going right now. Uh, 
And if that's the case, they should not do, I would suggest not do money in the bank, but do some sort of new special celebratory return themed uh, pay-per-view. I don't know what you'd call it. I don't, you know, but it would be something that would really symbolize, hey, we're back. Like WWE United, something like something stupid like yeah, that, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um that's what they they should have some sort of celebratory thing where, you know, maybe you get some rematches from WrestleMania so you allow those people and you don't you don't have the title switch back out the hands. You no. get Shayna with her rematch with Becky, she kills Becky again. You yeah. get Drew with his rematch against Brock and he does the same thing. And He's quicker with even fewer claymores. Yeah, exactly. And you get a bigger you get you get the response that they got, and then you can move on. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be kind of a glorified house show situation where you know yeah. you, nothing big is going to take place, but you get those moments. Um, but yeah, and then I suggest you have Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank just needs to go back to being a match, anyways. I don't know. Okay. Those pay-per-views are kind of cool, actually. Cause yeah, I don't that. mind the Money in the Bank gimmick pay-per-view as a whole. That's one of the few gimmick pay-per-views that I don't mind. But here's the thing, though. You can have the gimmick match kick off the show and still get the same effect that you get during the pay-per-view, like if they put it at... like. A yeah, I know. I, I, think, I think given the magnitude, potentially, of the Money in the Bank stipulation, I don't mind that having its own pay-per-view as, as opposed to being attached to WrestleMania where there's already so much going on. Yeah, you're right. And also, you know, WrestleMania is kind of a culmination, in theory, of storylines as they are going and money the bank is very much the start of something new yeah so in that sense too i don't mind them being separate yeah uh last text question from louis ariza hey friendo so this question comes from brian uh schultz and is in the spirit of goldberg versus reigns not happening what is the best mania match rumor to never happen oh sting versus undertaker okay there you go there were they were trying to bring him in at like seventeen, I think. And was it Sting rumored to have he's going to have a match against Kurt Angle too, right? Oh, that Mania. sounds right. That sounds like it might be right. So yeah, Undertaker too. Yeah, there. Of course, we did, we've done like some. We did we did a top ten, not a ten for one, but a top ten on Mania matches never happened. Yeah, um, and there, there were some from. that were like pitched that didn't happen. It was like Macho Man wanted like a two year series against uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. I have Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero here. That was uh, being talked about as a mania match for Eddie uh, prior to his uh, his death. Um, what year would that have been? That had been uh, Mania 22. What did they do with that one anyways? Is that the one where... Who did... Was that uh, Michaels versus Cena? Uh, no, because Cena took on Triple H that match, or that WrestleMania. It was Michaels versus Vince. Oh, Oh, they should have done HBK versus Guerrero. That would have been a killer match. Yeah, I know, but unfortunately, Eddie Guerrero passed away before. Oh, that okay, that's what you're saying. Okay, yeah. the one that he died. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. What a bummer. Yep. Um, of course, the year before that, it was him versus Kurt Angle, which was tops. Yeah, it was a fantastic match. I was there for that. don't remember anything about it. I still remember very much about it, I know. I've heard <laughs> the story several times. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. Sting versus Undertaker. Undertaker didn't want that match. I don't, I don't care about it. Yeah, he's, he seems completely disinterested in that. Do you know why? He Because he hates WCW. He does not like WCW. Oh, because Ole Anderson said, we can't. We don't have anything for you. We Nobody's ever going to pay here. money to see you. That's what he said. <laughs> it's a little off base on that comment, huh? A little bit. Anyways, it's not off base to say you can get your question answered right here on Matt Chat. 
over on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. $20 gets you there. You can send in your Matt Chat question, then we'll answer it here. Thanks for watching. Right. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.